Hey friends, it's Mike Shea from Sly Flourish, and I wanted to offer three beginner tips for running the hardback Wizards of the Coast adventure, Rime of the Frostmaiden. I'm currently running through this campaign. Uh, I am deep into chapter one. I'm mostly at the end of chapter one, but three things that I've been doing in my own campaign uh, that I've done for two different groups have really paid off well. And I wanted to offer those up as just three simple beginner tips that you can use right now when running Rime of the Frostmaiden. Uh, tip number one, is reinforce the right motivation. So before you even begin running the adventure, during your session zero, make sure that before the players have even started to build a character, you already hand them the motivation to have the most fun of this adventure. And that motivation is this. Your characters are working together to help the people of Ten Town survive the endless night. When that motivation is wired into the characters, all of the quests in the rest of the book make a lot more sense. If you were to change that motivation slightly and turn it into the goal for your characters is to end the endless night, almost all of those quests feel like they're a wasted time, right? Because a lot of those quests have nothing to do with ending the endless night. It isn't about stopping what's going on. It's about helping them survive it. It's a very subtle change, but it can matter a lot. And if you hand this to your players up front, it's a lot easier for them to understand why they should take the quests that are coming out in this adventure. Working together is wired in, which means they're already a cohesive group. There isn't this like, well, I'm a hermit. I don't really like working with other people. Before they've built their character, they already know they're supposed to be working together in a group. So tip number two, start in Bryn Shander. The book offers a lot of different towns that you can start in. It even offers a table you can roll to randomly determine a town you want to go into. What it doesn't tell you is most of the quests in chapter one are deadly to first level characters. There's only one or two quests that first level characters can really handle uh, without getting killed. And one of them is in Bryn Shander. The book does say if you can't choose one or you don't want to roll randomly, go ahead and pick Bryn Shander. And I recommend that wholeheartedly. Start your adventure in Bryn Shander. And there's a few reasons why. One, it's a really good hub town. It's right in the phys physically in the center of the rest of the 10 towns. So it gives them lots of options about what direction they want to go afterwards. Uh, two, it's a nice big town. It has good accommodations. It's a good central hub. It's not out of the way. It's a good, good starting town for characters to begin. Most importantly, it has an excellent first level quest, which is the Foaming Mugs quest. The Foaming Mugs quest works very well for first level characters, as long as they don't go and engage the polar bears and probably not the Goblin Chieftain either. So if you're a DM running it, you probably want the Goblin Chieftain and the polar bears to, to go away while the characters are handling the rest of the goblins. Otherwise it could potentially be deadly. My third tip is to add the Cult of Oral. What we can do is we can create a cult of oral that's in all of 10 towns. They have small shrines and everything in all the 10 towns. And maybe in Bryn Shander, in my game, for example, they took over the house of the, the house of the triad, right? Which is a former temple to three gods, Torm, Tyr, and Ilmatter. Having the cult of oral be a central villain that exists across all of 10 towns, a central villainous group across all of 10 towns can work really well. And that means we can take the sacrifices that are occurring in the towns and put it on them rather than on the speakers. Because if the speakers of the towns are sacrificing their own people, it can really make the players not want to work with them at all, right? And then anytime you have interactions between the 10 town speakers and the players, it's very antagonistic or it can be very antagonistic. But if instead you have this group, this, 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 what I refer to as the children of oral, this group of people that has managed to get many of the people of 10 towns to believe that they're responsible for the coming of the endless night and that they have to conduct these sacrifices in order to hold back Oral's Wrath. It works really well. And it's a Cold War enemy, right? This isn't a group where you just go in and immediately kill them. You can't eventually do that. But the fact that so many people in 10 towns follow them means you can't just kill them, 
right? It means that you could build this tension between the people of Ten Towns and the characters if the characters just go and murder Hobo, the Cult of Oral. So instead, it's a Cold War thing. They have to break them with, with propaganda. They have to disenfranchise them. They have to show the corruption that exists inside the Cult of Oral. There's a lot of fun things you can do with the Cult of Oral. My friend Sam Dillon wrote a supplement for the DMs Guild called the Creed of Oral, which is a large PDF that includes a ton of different information about how to add the Cult of Oral to your campaign. So if you're looking for a ready-made solution for this, you can pick up this PDF and it has a whole bunch of information about the cult and how to add them into your Icewind Dale game. If you want to go a little bit simpler, you can just add a lot of cult fanatics and priests. Uh, I added uh, a guy named Father Lake into my campaign who kind of runs the Cult of Oral and slowly is turning away from Oral and actually towards another powerful elder evil known as Thrun. And the characters are figuring this out. And as soon as they reveal that the, the father is actually supporting this elder evil named Thrun and not Oral, that sort of breaks the connection between the people of Ten Towns and the cult of Oral. And so it's a great fun way. It has lots of, when you, when you add the cult into your, uh, into your adventure, when you add them to Ten Towns, it gives you a lot more interesting adventure options for, for the game. And it gives you a group to blame and a group to hate that the characters can really sink their teeth into. That That's sort of a layer on top of all of the other quests going on in Ten Towns. Rime of the Frostmaiden as a campaign adventure is a very wide open campaign adventure that doesn't really hold your hand. Uh, as a as a dungeon master, it's it gives you a lot of material, but it doesn't tell you how to run this material in the most effective way. So hopefully, these three tips gave you some ways that you can start this adventure on the right foot, really get involved, and turn it into an adventure that that you and your you and your friends can share, and new stories that you and your friends can create. Uh, right at the table in lots of interesting ways. So I hope you found this video useful. If you did, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can also subscribe to my Patreon at patreon.com slash So thank you very much and have a great day.